0: Welcome to Dry Clean Only, conversations on fashion and style. I'm Kristen Cole, and this is episode 10, where I sit with Jamil Mohamed, the creative director of Kyrie, an Afrofuturist luxury brand. Jamil joins me today from Kyrie's Greenpoint Brooklyn studio, and is really such a creative force. I think you'll be inspired. Kyrie Jewelry is available to shop through Kyrie.com, Net-a-Porter, McMullen, Bergdorf, and Saks. In this episode, Jamil and I discuss politics in fashion, call out some of Kyrie's most sublime jewelry pieces, and discuss Jamil's idea that the object can also be an invitation to think more and more deeply. I just love this sentiment, and I've always been a fan of intellectual fashion. Thank you, Michia Prada. Um, but I'm certainly starting to be drawn more and more to political fashion, which feels right for these increasingly urgent times. We also chat a bit on Fall 22 Fashion Month, uh, what broke through for us from Paris, creating art as an escape, and the brand's legion of celebrity fans, which includes Amanda Gorman, Michelle Obama, Zoe Kravitz, Megan Thee Stallion, Serena Williams, to name but a few. So Paris Fall 22 has wrapped, and normally I would have been consumed by every detail of every piece that walked the runway, and I would want to highlight many gorgeous collections, but this season I was really too psychically and emotionally consumed by the horrific humanitarian crisis that is this devastating war in the Ukraine. So in response to Putin's aggression, many luxury brands have pulled out of Russia, many fashion retailers have halted operations, stopped shipping to Russia and major publications have halted too. I will be very excited to catch up on more things, Paris Fashion Week, fall 22, but probably at a later date. That said, Balenciaga certainly broke through the show everyone is talking about. Stella McCartney put on a beautiful show. Where I want every coat that walked. The much-anticipated Chloe by Gabriella Hearst did not disappoint. So beautiful. And Junya Watanabe is always one of my favorites. And you know, for fall, debuted these amazing moto jackets, and had a lot of goth drama. It was very much hitting on how I want to dress right now. Uh, there were some outliers to note. Uh, Shaka Moose uh, showed off-calendar with another destination show, this time on a beach in Oahu, Hawaii, which was, of course, an incredible viral backdrop, but also uh, really nice to see that he cast all local Hawaiian models and hired a local crew, so that was pretty cool. Uh, The row just showed In a New Way in Paris and also off-season with a Resort 23 collection during the fall shows. And just yesterday here in New York, in mid-March, uh, Sarah Burton chose to show Alexander McQueen off calendar, uh, marking the brand's third time in its history showing in New York. So anyways, with all that said, onto what we are here for, which is my conversation with the multi-talented Jamil Mohammed of Kyrie, who I caught up with earlier this week. How's it going, and Jamil?
1: I'm doing all right.
0: Yeah, thanks for joining me.
1: Yeah, good. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Are you at your
0: studio today?
1: Yes, I'm in Brooklyn.
0: Awesome. So, your
1: life. <laughs>
0: all right. Um, all right. So let's just jump right in here. So you founded Kyrie in 2016.
1: Well, and we you, launched in 2016.
0: Okay, you launched in 2016 and from Brooklyn or were you still in school?
1: I was yeah I was still in school I was in Philly at the time um, I was a junior in high school or high school college I was like wow um, <laughs> very impressive the, the, the surprise yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm actually 23 exactly <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: exactly you were at okay so you were at U Penn
1: junior yes, for undergrad junior okay. year Amazing. um and I had you know, interned in high school for different brands. Um, and I knew that I wanted to have my own business, but I also knew like what it would really take to start a clothing business. Yeah. Um, and the complexity yeah. of clothing as a product category, yeah. you know, and as someone who like, at the same time as I, you know, I wasn't really studying fashion and I yeah. wasn't clearly on a fashion trajectory yeah. you know at least to any like external eyes totally but I knew that I wanted to continue to be involved with the industry and so I felt like I couldn't use I couldn't just like totally let go of fashion for four years in college and then try to come back like, yeah I wanted to continue to like advance that possibility for myself totally my in college
0: while studying so, yeah that's while cool. studying yeah yeah
1: and jewelry jewelry seemed like a tangible possibility for that for a number of reasons that we can like get into or whatever right um, smaller more tactile more yeah and seasonless great margins mostly sizeless Mm -hmm. you know yeah Um, the number of materials is like a lot smaller a lot smaller than like every dress has a different fabric from a different country you know no
0: totally very interesting I I kind of did the same thing when I was at NYU I was uh, a business undergrad and I was doing economics and feminist studies and um, international business but it was like always that side eye on fashion like can I actually have a career in fashion which eventually uh, turned out to be so yeah yeah, that's cool. So you describe the the brand as an Afrofuturist luxury brand. Can you tell me a little bit about that? I, I love that very clear definition.
1: Yeah, I think I've come to that over time with like increased awareness of the different complexities that I want this brand to hold, yeah. you know? So that, you know, originally we started as just a luxury brand inspired by the African diaspora. Mm-hmm. And I think that that was like, getting part of the way there right which is that like you know an afrofuturist luxury brand is centering at least the representation of black life and culture you know as a part of source of inspiration as like who i'm committed to representing in like the images that we produce but i think as you know like even you know frankly as trump got elected you know i started to question Mm. like what is the impact that i really want to have yeah and um what is like the usefulness of this like luxury project to the entire diaspora totally
0: right like beyond a beautiful object what else can this do yes
1: you know and beyond a beautiful object that they're just like being the inspiration for which doesn't really totally like subvert yeah paradigms of of how fashion is produced right yeah if you're just the inspiration for it you know Mm -hmm. that's one thing right an Afrofuturist luxury brand is is really about the commitment to using the brand to think seriously about Black issues, yeah. you know, yeah, not just to create charging
0: like, it politically.
1: Yeah, you know, and and pointedly, you yeah. know, right? Like, I think that there is like a subtle politics to just existing and being Black, yeah. and maybe not even that subtle, you know. There is yeah. just like an implicit politics, yeah. like, but being this goes black beyond that. the luxury industry, yeah, you know, for sure. But I'm like, no, we're like the idea is not that i'm here and black yeah the idea is that i'm here and thinking seriously about black ideas you know like what are the um commonalities in black experiences that exist in different points of time you know in different places but how do these disparate experiences form almost like a a technology of of its own you know like a history that like a set of case studies almost like the you know hbs casebook or whatever right it's like tucson literature did this in haiti and shaka Zulu did this in south africa you know Mm -hmm. in relation to these problems harriet tubman did this right and so like as i think about the problems that we're faced with today and like the the problems that we're hoping to overcome as a people and as a society more broadly i would say um, I'm always looking to like what were the strategies that other people employed?, yeah. you know, what were the limits of those strategies? How did those strategies like succeed, you know? Yeah. And how can I like create popular culture about them? You know? Well, and, and
0: shine a light on it. I think it's so smart because, in a way, you know, we learn visually, we learn through storytelling. You know, we also, especially a younger generation, you know, younger than mine. You know, if you can be teaching some history lessons, or you know, shining a light on some, you know, bigger political ideas and philosophies through your work that already is getting its attention because it's on Megan Thee Stallion, or because it's <laughs> on Zoe Kravitz. You know, then it's.
1: Um, yeah, it's doing a lot more work than yeah. a it's doing memory. the work that I wanted to do. Yeah, you know, that's cool for for black folks, but also for the broader society, yeah. you know, like I'm very clear that like racial inequity is not something that black people caused, yeah. you know. Yeah,
0: no, of and course. So
1: like it will be dispelled through like a broader coalition of effort, yes. you know. And I, you know, I think that as I grew up in a fashion industry that almost implicitly posited, posited itself as like an apolitical space, a place yeah. for just like enjoyment, you what know, like yeah. beautiful no, totally. visions. Like it was offensive to me, actually, that there are spaces that are coded as like yeah. Here's your escape from all that, like rabble rousing on the we street. We don't touch that. You know? yeah. We're, yeah, we're, you know, this is the white glove space. You know, I'm like, totally. I actually know the codes of your white glove space, and we'll yeah. employ them effectively yeah. to make you still want to, en- to make you want to engage. You know, yeah. with these topics, right? And maybe it's like I want to engage first with the object that is yeah. the results of these topics. You mm-hmm. know, or thinking about these topics, but then the object can also be. uh an invitation to think more and more deeply you totally. know to go on the website and see like oh they've made a reference to this to negritude yeah. what's that yeah. like you know like i, let's I learned a couple Sarah. things
0: yeah. on your website yeah no it's very informative and yeah again it's almost like shining the you know sparkly object to then um talk about the, bigger things yeah, yeah to exactly. harness the attention cool. so you know on on a lighter note, you know, outside of kind of politics and fashion, which I really do want to get back to, um, what have some of your your more kind of like high profile kind of press moments done for the brand? Have they been, have they moved the needle, like, you know, the Met Gala moment in 2021, the CFDA nomination? What are these moments doing for you as a designer and a brand?
1: Yeah, I think, well, one, you know, from the beginning, I think I structured the attainment of goals in a way that like would encourage me to keep going you know yeah and so like um even that's even still true today right like I get to a point where like wow this amazing thing is happening right and that encourages me to um to to make the other parts of what I assumed would be true in that moment true you know like no totally It's not like every celebrity placement converts to like a million dollars of sales, you know, or I'd be sitting in a much more fast. It's like little validations
0: along, yeah. Little But it's
1: but it accumulates, you know. And one thing that I I even kind of sort of lose track with of over time is like um i think that instagram and social media are supposed to be like these um super obvious ways that we get a sense of like how big our cultural impact is yeah but we are it's also like very much not the extent of it you totally, know? totally and so like there'll be moments where i'll go to like oh i've seen i haven't seen this person since high school i run into them randomly and they're yeah. like saw you in departures like yeah. you know yeah. like totally. you know Bring it all. Saw you in places that have a broader yeah. cultural read, and that kind of inform people about you know just what I'm doing, and that this is something that's that this guy's working on. Like seriously. yeah, you
0: know, and one thing leads to another, kind of in this beautiful, strange way.
1: It's so true. Um, it's- I've-
0: Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, well, it's also, I think that happens when you're on the right path too. Do you know what I mean? That doesn't happen to everyone all the time, but I do think, you know, these kind of synchronicities happen when you're, when you're on the right path. Um, I saw, I saw your jewelry on euphoria, on insecure. I mean, I feel like I've seen it everywhere. Um, Was the Amanda Gorman time cover a major moment for you?
1: Definitely. It's crazy. That was like, maybe the most and and different placements to your point before yeah. like well like this placement will hey your sales check out times totally. a thousand you know yeah. this placement will be like wow a thousand followers on Instagram yeah and uh Amanda's was because so many people reposted yeah that and she it's so it's also funny right so I have a roommate one of my roommates from Penn is, like, mm-hmm. an alumnus of this scholarship organization that Amanda is also mm. an alumnus of. Yeah. And so we he had, like, put us in touch before, like, amazing. but nothing ever came of it until right. she was like, oh, wait, is that that girl? Like, that's amazing! Like, amazing. Uh, doing the yeah. Super Bowl poem. And then, so she Crazy. had maybe some nascent awareness of the brand or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so tagged it. And I, I actually think that she probably would have done this even if she didn't know the brand. Like, right. Man, that way yeah totally she tagged it in her caption yeah. and then like literally a thousand people reposted it you know that's so you get- that's
0: for sure where you hit my radar and you know i mean i've seen i've seen it but like that was like i need to know more because you About know this. yeah because like she's you know so amazing everyone was so obsessed with her ever since you know the inauguration and yeah that time cover cover was a pretty major moment so very uh. cool
1: that's, Thank I mean, you. It's so cool. tough to to know yeah. what, you know, the other thing is because it becomes kind of like a, an industry thing that you just do like yeah. day in, day out. Yeah. You totally. Know? You're sending it's samples hard to out. Predict, yeah. Like, oh, that's going to be a major moment. Or that's even that stick, was yeah. a major moment yeah. in people's reception. Because I'm like, oh, everyone... This is totally. a major celebrity. Of course, they got a lot of likes on their post. Totally. But then the thing that is like, oh no, that that was a major moment for the culture. At That's large. like historic.
0: Yeah, that yeah, was very cool. Come
1: through sometime.
0: What are some of your favorite pieces in the brand? I have mine, which are the jug earrings.
1: Yeah, I think the jug drops are great. Love um, those. I think the Agisa drops. I think really, you know, if I look back, really kind of made the brand mm-hmm. right on some in some ways. Like okay, the cartoon yeah. bangle and ring are mm-hmm. like the core kind of statements about our aesthetics. You know, mm-hmm. like what how I make a piece, like the lines of it, the way that it goes from thick to taper, yeah. the kind of roundedness of it. Yeah. Those p- things were established then. But I think the Adisa drop is what made people be like, oh, bitch. <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah. A little bit like.
0: Is that the one that was. In the in the Met Gala, those
1: long no. It's Serena Williams wore mm. them on the cover of Teen Vogue. It's the okay. drop earring with the little sphere of okay, um, yes, precious stone Yeah, beautiful at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that really helped to give right because the other things are like hoops, rings, yeah. bangles. Like they're suggestive, yeah. you know. of yeah. like some things. Like it's not a cuff; it's a bangle. You know, where yeah. they really wear bangles, like. Uh, You know, it's suggestive of some things, but I really think that that, like, Adisa draw Mm -hmm. gave the extra kind of push into, like, we might start, like, really considering this, like, luxury, right? And I think that it's kind of interesting now, right? As I'm, like, merchandising collections, maybe I need to keep that in mind. Like, you really only needed one super fashion item from the beginning.
0: Well, it's so true. Well, it's like I as like a former buyer, you know, fashion director, 80/20, you know, it's like 20% yeah. can be your pops and your like amazing fashion moments and the rest mm-hmm. of it is, you know, a it's little like more everyday
1: something we can digest. Yeah, exactly. today, you know. Exactly. That'll-
0: yeah, that's I think cool. that was
1: like a, definitely a differentiator that I'm glad that I had early on.
0: Yeah. And and the name Kyrie, I know that's your middle name, but tell me, what is, does it have some meaning behind it as well?
1: So uh, when researching it, I found that it's Swahili for extremes in fortune and health, which cool. I think, you know, I looked up fairly early on in the brand's history. Yeah. Like even before I had a very clear sense of focusing on the diaspora. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And it's funny, right? Because I think the name really works for that, you know? Totally. Uh, Big
0: time. Big time. For a lot
1: of ways. Yeah. But I had, um, originally was going to call it like Jay Muhammad or something Mm like this. Right. Uh, And my aunt, who's like, you know, a secret, like the family fashion plate, the like (laughs) New York auntie who I lived with while interning was like. Amazing. I don't know. I like just think no. you can do yeah. more. Like yeah. I feel like yeah, we've seen it. I like your like, name,
0: but yeah, you can do yeah. better. What's oh, your so
1: what's your middle name? Yeah. Like oh, that's is that, great. What do you work with that? And that's yeah. that's literally how I started to think about it.
0: It's good. It's a nice name. It's very memorable. Um, so you showed in York Fashion Week with IMG. Tell me a little bit about
1: this. Yeah. So I- 22. 22. Yeah, so that was my second time on the calendar. I had done a smaller, like, kind of runway performance presentation for spring 22. I feel like a lot of, I learned a lot that time, you know, about, like, how difficult it really is to not just do like the art of a presentation mm. and i have in both presentations i've sung like an original song
0: i love that uh, so much i wish i could have seen it i missed it but i, I mean it sounded... be, we're,
1: we're like trickling the videos out and i okay. think we're gonna probably do like a final synopsis okay. at the end that of the year awesome. yeah. yeah but i was doing that i was making garments like ready to wear you know and really like kind of sculptural one of one pieces jewelry we did like a large scale sculpture that a lot of other sculptures sat on love that um for the set and so but there was that's like the art piece right and then there's like all of the coordination of models and hair yeah. and makeup and all yeah. of the various minutiae yeah. you know the
0: production is like a whole the thing.
1: production yeah. you know and then yeah. there's like this like the you know there's just so many different levels yeah. right and i feel like for the second season for for fall i yeah. was able to focus primarily on just the art and making yeah. sure that that was like as most as well realized as possible cool. and i also I wasn't planning on showing for fall. Mm-hmm. After being like, "Wow, I really learned something in spring. Yeah, <laughs> let me take a year to come back." Yeah, you know? totally. Um, but Victor Glameau, mm-hmm. uh reached out because uh, within the Black, which is I, I'm a member of, mm-hmm. uh, which is a a group of Black designers that formed um, during the George Floyd protests in yeah. 2020. Amazing. Um, and. So he approached me to to let us know that UPS, Color of Change, and IMG were going to be sponsoring this um, show. Cool. And that he wanted me to participate. And so that also allowed me to, like, have a lot less nervousness because yeah. it was like, I don't know, girl. Like, I can only do yeah, what I can do. You know, totally, like, totally. I'm not no, going right, to kill myself over this. to have to do
0: all of it. Yeah, no, that's great. Yeah. Very cool. Um, All right, so you were, you did that. Were you, were you happy with it? Everything that came out of it? I was super happy yeah. with it.
1: I feel like I feel like it was one of the most significant moments of brand communication, right? Yeah. Like, I've been envisioning for a long time. Like, what if Alexander McQueen had brought, like, the same level of, like, And maybe some like nuance, right? Some, you know, but the same level of like poignancy and pointedness to that level of production value, yeah. You know, and and specificity about like political issues, right? Totally, as was in the Highland Rape First collection. You know, Yeah, Yeah. we can have a conversation about like whether or not rape should be a metaphor for like. Totally, there are you know some issues there, right? I I will admit. Yeah, but trying to talk about like an actual important emergent political yeah. reality through the most like the highest scale fashion yeah. shows like I feel like that's not a thing that we see very often and especially not right. as it relates to like Black folks. Right. And
0: totally. No, I think, well, I think you, you hit the nail on the head and, you know, I do think your, um, you know, brand assets and films on your site and everything are really great and political and, you know, beautifully produced, you know, I think, I think you hit the nail on the head because you know, people have been talking for a long time about, you know, the relevance of fashion weeks at this point and showing, and everyone, you know, likes to complain and have it's because the same opinions. girls, are about
1: the same issues in the same French it's, girl pool yeah, for like it's, the last 20 years.
0: It's all the same thing and everyone has their things. But you know, I always feel like it, it comes back to, you know, there is the relevance because of well, community for one, because of course yeah. we can see these things online, and of course, you know, the the business of fashion fashion can go on without it. But, you know, I think the the images that come out of it are first rate. And I think what Balenciaga just did in yeah. Paris really, you know, solidified it for me. I was kind of like, yep, you know, fashion can That's be it. political, you know, because yeah. it's like, it really felt beautiful. And it was very hard for me to even watch you know, the Paris shows with everything in the Ukraine, it just like was, you know, yeah. and, and I'm such a fashion fan. I could barely, you know, it, did, it, it. It, didn't, it didn't hold my attention. But then the Balenciaga show really broke through that because it was that's, beautiful, it's art, and it was speaking, you know, to something, a very shared comment. Moment.
1: It's interesting that you should mention that because the reception to that, right, I feel like has been kind of split. Like yeah. my reception uh, of it, is like wow, yeah. <laughs> like uh, yeah. go Gemna, like yeah. what and wow, like wow, go fashion, like yeah. look at and and also I Tim Blanks made this point on the BRF. The fact that Gemna's prior show uh in Balenciaga had also mm-hmm. been like the water moment. Yeah. yeah. And I remember that as like, oh, it seems like things are like coming up. Yeah. It seems like the girls are ready to talk about something. Totally. But at the same time, I feel like there's so many. It's the issue, right, of like fashion as an applied and like implicitly kind of consumer art, right? It's like all of our communications platforms have been Developed and in sort of inextricably linked to sales of yeah. like a product which is not accessible but to all most art people. is
0: commercialized in a way. You it's know, true, I mean, my husband's it's an art tough. dealer, he sells art, like people, you know, but in whether the it's same, fine art or you but know. it's
1: because art that's but I think that's why fine art has been so pointed about yeah. trying to maintain what to me as a fashion person and a fine artist, right? Like yeah. feels like an illusion of like I'm selling expensive paintings or expensive jewelry to the same clients you know like uh, it's the same it's they're both luxury goods yeah but I I don't I don't know what it is I just I think people have and it's it's kind of my concern as an artist right Mm -hmm. like trying to work within the medium of fashion and, and ultimately perform what I think is kind of a speculative project like the interest of it is that I don't know how relevant fashion can be to actually discussing the slave trade, you know?
0: I think think if you have the um, objects that are holding people's attention that are desirable, you know, because that's what we're there for. We're there for the dress. We're there for, you know, the beautiful jewelry, whatever it is. But you're, you know, getting through and having the ability to distract us with the theatrics of whatever the story is. Like, that's what I felt like Demna did so well. And, you know, he obviously has the agency of being a um, refugee, Eastern European. So he can speak to that, you know, as far he as can. I'm concerned, I'm like, that's, yeah. that's your experience. Like you have not lived through this war, but you've been through, you know, very similar.
1: Another war by the yeah. same army.
0: Yeah, so I, I felt like the theatrics were his ability to break through and, and tell this story. But meanwhile, I'm still gonna wanna, you know, buy the into what
1: are the objects. Yeah. And I, I love the potential of that. I see the ways that some people are not willing to like go there with yeah. clothing, you know, yeah. and I think that there's probably some implications around like fine art has been thought of as like a masculine thing of people slashing totally. colors across, yes. you know, whereas you Fashion's know,
0: feminine as
1: a feminine thing of gay men and women, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, And so that's also, like, something that's, that's like, worth problematizing, you know, and saying, like, totally. as a gay man, like, I'm going to, and a Black man, right, who yeah. has access to this history, like, yeah. it feels important to me to see it reflected in this space, and it also feels important to me, to my earlier point, to, like, mm-hmm to not live in a world where people can very easily retreat into a space that doesn't deal with my politics, you know, and the reality of my life. (laughs) Yeah,
0: no, 100%. No, that's, that's cool. I feel like it sounds like you work well in opposition in a sense. Certainly. Yeah, which is good. That's, well, there's plenty of that out there, right? (laughs) Always good. Um, What do you do to, it's obviously been, you know, a a difficult time for the past two years. We continue to see, you know, more and more crises um, emerge every day. What do you do to kind of spark creativity or, you know, get out of the noise and, and create beautiful things?
1: I smoke weed. <laughs> I mean, that's like that's a good you know, one. Yeah. That is the realest tea. Like, yeah. sometimes you just gotta take a moment, yeah. Yeah, you know, a little, um, a little break
0: from this reality. Yeah.
1: From it all, you know? Yeah. But at the same time, you know, what I'm even more connecting to over the past couple of years, I think like the pandemic really broke in for me. Like, I had been so committed to only doing fashion sketches, jewelry sketches, accessory sketches, because I wanted to get better at that, you know, and that felt like something that was worth focusing on. But I developed the ability to sketch, the, like, impulse to create art as a coping mechanism for, like, how to just deal with parts of life that felt, like, outside of my control, you know? It's, like, kind of my original escape and feeling of agency, you know? And so I've allowed myself to do that in ways that felt, reminiscent of how I used to do it like I'm That's sculpting cool. more yeah. I'm oh wait show me I'm painting oh again
0: oh my gosh gorgeous oh I love that beautiful two <laughs> figures you...
1: being unobliterated by the white the white gaze in, in a space where they're not meant to be but it's... still carrying themselves with stately elegance
0: <laughs> is that with um acrylic or oil or what do you
1: acrylic some graphite you know, and then some um, pastel, some hard pastels, some oil pastels. Yeah, it's like multi-media, multi you know.
0: Well, that's great. Hey, if you're working in, um, you know, the space that gives you joy and where you go to escape anyway, then that's pretty great, right? Yeah. Um. Okay, so I have two more questions for you. This is, shaping up to be another nice hot back summer um do you have any summer plans or what are you gonna do this Ooh. this year now that we are out a little bit more you know beyond covid
1: that's a hope. really good question i don't know i mean like i'm gonna be working really really hard all summer yeah. for a show for september like okay. i'm ready but i'm also you know working more on music and i'm gonna incorporate that in like and some dance probably as well cool. in September. Cool. So I'm like reconnecting with those other parts of my artistic background. Awesome. I would really love at some point to do like a residency, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, and Absolutely. just like move myself out of the context of New York and see totally. like who I am. Totally. There, yeah. you know?
0: Yeah. Um, do you subscribe was- to Hyper Allergic?
1: I don't newsletter. get the print magazine, but I do read their, um, on, I read them online.
0: I feel like they always have different, um, residencies that they're Good promoting and yeah, I don't, I don't know where, but I feel like they're out there for sure. That would be yeah,
1: Yeah. Or I can create my own. That's the other thing, right. Is like as an entrepreneur right now, embarking on this like artistic journey, Yeah, I do recognize that like, you know, what is a major, like a huge, huge, huge expense, like a write yeah. several grants expense yeah. for like an artist, right? Yeah. Is like a reasonable marketing expense for a business. I know, <laughs> and, I know. You know? no, it's so true. And I'm like, oh great, I can actually paint, you know? I totally. can actually take photos on a nice camera, like. Because I'm going to have some ROI associated with that. So that's kind of nice. Yeah, so no, that's great. Worst comes build, build to work. build that into your creative.
0: Yes. Yeah. Build that into your creative process. Amazing. Okay. So, well, I know you have a new website, which I, I need to check out, but are you excited about that? And you've launched it. It's still in
1: progress. Oh, it's still Okay.
0: Because I knew, I, I read that you were launching a new one. So that's. Soon. Okay. I'm
1: hoping for like the next couple of weeks. Um, but this there's will like be some e-com new
0: features. Okay, cool. <laughs> what are what are some of the new features?
1: Like just launching a little, you know, I've thought about this in a lot of different ways over the years, but um, we'll be doing a little digital journal called cool. Negritude um, cool. that will like have more of like Kyrie updates and stuff, but we'll yeah. also is really about situating within the brand, uh, situating the brand within like a larger context of black cultural production you know
0: yeah
1: and like interviewing those creators Mm -hmm. like doing photo essays discussing ideas you know like giving a space for like political or literal literary or like different form art you know different forms of criticism
0: yeah that's cool
1: um so yeah i just wanted to be kind of like you know a forward-looking space for like the discussion of black ideas
0: amazing oh that sounds cool um and then yeah last question i you're obviously you know moving along really well is there any um are there any you know big goals or dreams for the brand right now that you want to speak to
1: yeah i think we're like you know as you know you are come from a retail background right so you know some of the difficulties of like Net 30 times.
0: Oh yes. Cash oh yes. Flows. I know. Like, the whole wholesale the, world is is it's pub, tricky. Yeah, know. it's tricky.
1: So we are thinking about like how to, you know, not fully evolve out of that world, but also okay. um incorporate new business models. Yeah. So that could be collaborations yeah. or like content even. Totally. Um, for for like larger brands. I think I have like you know, I'm building this kind of artistic repertoire right now to be able yeah. to say things in a nuanced way across different media.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but I think you know, to put it even more pointedly, I think in the near term, I would love to do a a, a major jewelry collaboration. Yeah. With an international brand like Yeah. Tiffany. Uh.
0: You said Tiffany.
1: Yeah, maybe a. Yeah, Tiffany. Tiffany you know? Yeah. Especially Tiffany because I think they have. They have a broader portfolio yes. of categories, right? And it's so,
0: an American luxury brand, you know? We I am an
1: American luxury designer. Yeah, you know, exactly. It's like it makes a lot of sense. Yes, yes. No,
0: I'm super into so, that. Would you ever open up a physical space or a store or anything in, in Brooklyn or in Manhattan?
1: Yeah, I think this the goal this year is definitely to start to experiment yeah. with that, probably on a pop-up basis yeah. for the time being, but um I think I did see like the impact of that kind of physical environment in the show and it would be nice to have like a space to do that more regularly
0: yeah
1: I think even before uh a retail environment like what I have been able to do is have people come by for portraits yeah where they can try on the jewelry and just and shop you know potentially By appointment only
0: kind of thing. But also make
1: art and just try on like, it's like kind of like a play space, you know, for.
0: Well, like a community cultural space that, yeah, is a little, little more. That's cool. I just gave a a talk at the CFDA to all of the members and I was kind of, you know, encouraging more retail because, you know, as so Mm. many multi-labels have vanished, um, you know, there's a big opportunity and I do think culturally, you know, there's a lot of opportunity, you know, to just create collectives or, you know, have a space that does double duty. You can do events, you can sell things, you can, you know, but
1: you can do shoot production. Yeah. Yeah. These can be
0: multi-use spaces. And I think consumers want more, you know, IRL experiences for sure.
1: Uh, We're, mm. We're all ready. We're
0: all ready to get out of the house. Right. So you know, yeah, I can, it's
1: crazy.
0: But basically, it was like I'm that sure. that whole kind of call, call to arms of like, you know, try it out, you know, sign a three month lease and, you know, check it out. Cause it is mm. when you have your own store, you know, you do, you really meet your customer, you know, you really engage with them and it becomes a place like you have all these like amazing assets. You could be projecting them on the wall. You could be, you know, like there's other mm. things yeah, you that's... could do to activate it.
1: Wow. You're gonna put some things on my heart. All right. Oh well, God. I'm just, I'm a
0: retail girl. I love it. So I can't help but say because it makes me sad when I walk around lower Manhattan and you know, there's just, there's not as much as there used to be. So, thank well, thank you so much for joining me. I really thank appreciate you. it. Awesome. 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 Thanks. Have a good thank one. Thank you. All right. Bye.